0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Dan Hort is the voice of not only the uh, Bengals in the NFL pain day, but the Bearcats of Cincinnati. And they got a great football team this year and basketball. Uh, they have a new coach, uh, I think, uh, John Brandon. I don't know how long he's been there. I, I remember uh, your boy Mick rolled out to Paulie Pavilion, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, and I didn't you start the uh, the coaches show tonight at, at some boathouse somewhere? I, that sounded like a good time. I wish I went to that instead of this.
0: The home of the world's greatest ribs, the Montgomery Inn in Cincinnati, multiple locations. <laughs> we were at the boathouse tonight. Highly recommended the next time you visit my fair city.
1: That's right. It's a great place, the Queen City. Uh, let me ask you. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, so uh, what did you think of their uh, in their game in Columbus last night? I, they're, uh, I've i always liked their program uh, in basketball. I thought Mick Cronin did a great job there. They've always been, uh, I think, pretty good at hoops. And now the football team, Fickle's done so well. Let's start with the basketball team, what you saw last night in Columbus.
0: Well, I think they're going to be good, but they do have a new head coach in John Brannon, and his style is polar opposite from Mick Cronin. Mick Cronin is a defensive oriented coach. You're going to try to win games 54 to 51. John Brannon is an offensive oriented coach. You're going to try to win games 84 to 81, and they're still in the adjustment phase, so they didn't play great last night, but I do think it's going to be a very good team and likely to go to the NCAA tournament for the 10th
1: consecutive year. So, um,. Did you think Ohio State had a good team when it was all said and done, what you were watching? Because they've had a lot of changes, too. Yeah, they're
0: good. They're ranked 16th in the country in the coaches' poll. They have Caleb Wesson back. He's one of the best big men in the Big Ten. And they have the number one recruiting class in the Big Ten this year. I think the number four overall recruiting class. So, Ohio State has a lot of young guys. They were inconsistent last night, uh, rallied from seven down to beat Cincinnati. In the end, but I do think both teams will ultimately wind up in the NCAA attorney.
1: You made your bones uh, doing, didn't you? Do uh, like Pawtucket uh, baseball? Were you <laughs> doing the the socks up there? And is that I is did. that where you got your your bones made?
0: Well, it's one of the stops I've had along the way. Like uh, many people in this business, I bounced around a bit, but right. I did spend six years with the uh, mighty Pawtucket Red Sox at McCoy Stadium, and they were fun years.
1: Wow, so you're a QS guy, right? That is correct. Were you upset that they uh, scored 34 points last night?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was also upset with the fact that they played Virginia in the opening game of the season. What are you doing, ACC, pairing two of your best programs in the season opener where the quality of play is likely to be lousy, and it was – I mean, they will get to play again and hopefully a couple more times, but uh, that's bad scheduling on the part of the league, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no doubt. So what do you think of uh, this football team of uh, Fickles? I I think they're great. And, you know, uh, that game last week was certainly stressful with East Carolina on the road. They got it done, but what a wild game.
0: They did. They gave up more than 500 passing yards, and Cincinnati is a really good defensive team. So that was a shocker. Thankfully, they escaped with a 46-43 win on a field goal at the gun. But if you look at the rankings right now, Cincinnati is the highest-rated team outside of the Power Five conferences, and if they can run the table, which isn't going to be easy, but if they can do it, they will play in a New Year's Six Bowl, likely to be the Cotton Bowl. So that's the goal right now.
1: How do you like uh, Fickle and working with him and doing a radio show with him and uh, and just the job he's doing? Because, I, I, you know – I think he's not long for this world there. I, I think he's really making a name for himself, and, and he's going to be sought after heavily.
0: No question about it. Uh, schools are going to come after him this offseason, and we'll see what happens. We're kind of used to that at Cincinnati. We've had a run of unbelievably good coaches, and many of them le- have left after three years. This is year three for Coach Fickle. So it happened with Mark D'Antonio. It happened with Brian Kelly. It happened with Butch Jones. We've seen some awfully good ones move on. Uh, I'd love Coach Pickle to stick around for a while longer, and he does have six kids, which might be the thing that keeps him in Cincinnati for a while. He's got a, a young family. Uh, his wife's family and his extended family are from the Columbus area, so I'm not sure how far he wants to move away from the Midwest, but we'll see what opens up.
1: I mean, uh, six kids. What is it, the Brady Bunch? <laughs> I mean, my God. Uh, yeah, he is a staunch Catholic. And uh, they have six
0: kids, including two sets of young twin boys. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll tell you what, my uh, respect goes to Amy Fickle, because while, while Luke Fickle is doing what college football coaches have to do in terms of coaching, recruiting, and managing a program, she is getting it done with the six kids. And uh, like I said, four, very young. That
1: is crazy. Uh, Dan Horde, the great voice of uh, the Bengals and Cincinnati hoops and football in the Queen City with us on the bench. Let's talk about the Bengals. Uh, it's certainly been a frustrating season, but times are a-changing. Uh, they're finally going to go with the kid from NC State, Finley. We've seen him play a lot of college football. It, it, it's kind of exciting when you think about it uh, because they've been with Andy for so long, and they were with Marvin Lewis for so long. And this is just my opinion. Like It got stale. It really did uh, for me, Like watching them. Because uh, and, and I'm, I'm a Steeler fan, so, like, I'm they're in the division in the North. So I've always watched them, and I've always wondered, what are they doing? Like, I understood why he was there, the continuity and everything that, that br- the Browns like. But honestly, like, it, I thought all of it hit a point. Like, a, it just was no turning back. And I like the fact that they've got uh, Taylor now. I like the fact that they're actually going to give this kid a chance. How do you feel about it?
0: Well, I agree with Marvin. I do think over the last few years it did get stale, and obviously his boss and my my boss, Mike Brown, agreed when he made the coaching change and and turned it over to a very young head coach in Zach Taylor. As for Ryan Finley, they need to find out what they have in him. They've got eight games to go. Uh, They're likely to have one of the top picks in the draft. So before you commit to trying to get Tua or Joe Burrow or whomever, You want to find out if Ryan Finley might be the guy. He was a fourth-round draft pick, so typically those guys don't wind up being star quarterbacks in the NFL, but it does happen from time to time, and they certainly want to find out if it might be the case with Ryan Finley. He was certainly impressive in the preseason. In his first preseason game against the Chiefs, he completed his first 10 passes. In his second preseason game against the Redskins, he completed his first nine. He had a passer rating in the preseason of 99+. plus. We'll see what he can do against that Ravens defense this Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that football team's enough to drive you nuts trying to stop Lamar Jackson. Uh, how do you think the Bengals will deal with him other than uh, it's a nightmare?
0: Yeah, it is a nightmare, and they faced him twice already. They faced him in his first NFL start about this time last year, November of last year, and they faced him three games ago, so they have recent experience of facing Lamar Jackson. He topped 100 yard rush, 100 yards rushing in both of those games. He's the only quarterback in history to do that in back-to-back games against the same opponent. And it hasn't just been him. Uh, when the Ravens have faced the Bengals with Lamar at quarterback, they've rushed for 536 yards in those two games. So the Bengals have to find out a way to at least limit the Ravens to, to something in the 100 to 150 range as opposed to a 250-plus.
1: But they, it wasn't like they got blown out. They lost to them by about six or something. And they did. They, they've been in a lot of games, the Cardinal game, the Raven game, the Bills game, the Seahawk game. I mean, they could just as easily have four wins.
0: Yes, they've had fourth-quarter leads in four of their games. So they have been close. And you're right, the first one was a six-point game. Although the Bengals scored a late touchdown to cut the margin to six, it didn't feel like a one-score game. Uh, for much of that game. But as I said, they've faced Lamar Jackson twice. They've lost both of those games, but one was by three. The other was by six. So even though they're a, a double-digit underdog this week, they're, n- they're not uh, conceding anything. I think those players genuinely believe that uh, they've got a shot at pulling off the upset at home.
1: Uh, Dan Horn with us, uh, the great voice of the Bengals. Do you think that uh, this whole uh, green situation is – it's just such a disaster, and, and I, I guess with this setback now, because I thought he was going to play Sunday, and now today he has a setback. Uh, there was some inkling here of when I mentioned it in the open of the show before you came on, I had mentioned that he had had a setback, and then there were people here that said they should shut him down permanently for this year. How do you feel about his latest problems? I mean, this has got to be so frustrating for him because he's such a stud, and he's been, yeah. you know, worthless.
0: He's now basically missed an entire season. He missed the last eight games last year. Well, seven of the last eight. He was in for one quarter and one game. And he's missed the first eight this year. So he's basically missed an entire season. When he got hurt last year, the Bengals were 5-3. and three. They've won one game since. So that's what A.J. Green means to this franchise. I thought he was going to play this week. Head coach Zach Taylor thought he was going to play this week. Now he is not going to play this week. And today, for the first time, I seriously wondered whether he will play at all this year. He he had a setback. He was looking good. He practiced on Monday. Then they had a, a walkthrough uh, yesterday morning, and his ankle uh, swelled up after that walkthrough. So he's not going to play until he's 100%. He shouldn't play until he's 100%. The team is 0-8. But he's in the final year of his contract. He obviously wants to get paid and, and should get paid. And in order to get the kind of deal that, he deserves and wants, he, he probably needs to get out there and show that he can be healthy again. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the final eight games of the year.
1: Do they like Mixon? And I still like, uh, I actually like Atkins' game, uh, rushing the passer, and Sam Hubbard hasn't been bad either, all things being equal.
0: Yeah, you're right about all of those guys. Joe Mixon led the AFC in rushing last year, and you know he's been bad this year, but it really hasn't been his fault. The Bengals have had so many struggles, Over the last four years on the offensive line and people outside of Cincinnati and actually even inside of Cincinnati say, well, why haven't they fixed the offensive line? Don't they realize you've got to have a better line? Well, they do realize it and they have uh, invested a ton of capital in trying to fix this offensive line. Their last two number one draft picks have been offensive linemen. They traded for Cordy Glenn, which was basically signing a big-time free agent because he had three years left on one of the richest left tackle deals in the NFL when they made the trade. They signed John Miller to be the right guard this year, and despite all of their efforts... Cordy Glenn's been in concussion protocol all year. Jonah Williams, the top offensive lineman in the draft this year, hasn't played. He got injured in camp before the training camp even began. So it's just been a disaster in trying to fix that O-line.
1: Uh, Dan, great stuff tonight. Uh, I'll be rooting for the Bearcats uh, with this final few games of the football season. and hope they get a play in a great... Uh, big bowl game. Uh, I think they've been uh, a lot of fun to watch. I- I've enjoyed watching them play ball and uh, continued success with that gig with the uh, university. It's a great gig doing their basketball and football. they got a great athletic program, I think, that's unrecognized. I think it deserves way more attention than it gets. And... Uh, Hopefully the Bengals will turn around for you. I mean, uh, I think they uh, are changing the guard right now. Things are things are changing. I like it. New coach. Give the kid a shot at quarterback. Let's see where they go. Hopefully A.J. will get back one of these days. It's a pleasure having you on the bench tonight. Congrats on all your success and uh, getting the big gigs in Cincinnati. Keep rocking it. Thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio.
0: My pleasure, Scott. Thanks for having me
1: on. My man, Dan Horde, the voice of the Bearcats and Bengals in the Queen City. Let's